Hey, everybody. I'm Dr. Moreland. I'm here at Purity Health in Mill Creek, Washington, uh, where I, as well as my colleagues, are primary care physicians. Um, Dr. Young, Dr. Fitzpatrick, Dr. Fariba, who is who really gets into the the GI aspect of things. Um, we all have, uh, you know, we all see everybody for um, all complaints from all walks of life. Um, our newest addition, um, our newest um, uh, team member, I should say, is Dr. Um, Dr. Day, and Dr. Day brings a wealth of knowledge from all kinds of uh, different aspects of clinical practice. So um, that's a total of five doctors you'd have to choose from um, to meet your healthcare needs. We celebrate and practice preventive medicine, um, that is to uh, decrease the incidence of disease before it, you know, or lifestyle factors before it progresses to disease. We do a pretty darn good job, if I may say so myself, at least the other four doctors do a fantastic job at um, diet, lifestyle, nutrition, sleep, exercise, lifestyle, um, in preventing disease. So um, if you are so inclined to have a more in-depth uh, take on your health care and your personal health, come see us here at Purity Health in Mill Creek. Uh, we'd love to see you, and chances are whatever you are going through health-wise, we can help to augment your health, uh, augment your health and decrease, um, decrease what ails you. So like any video, uh, many videos I've done like this before, anything that I say is not to be construed as medical advice that pertains to you specifically. I would strongly, strongly encourage you to seek out the advice of a licensed, licensed physician, uh, primary care provider, so that you any any information that I give you um, could be filtered through that primary care provider and applied to you individually. So, yeah. So okay. So today, in particular, if I didn't forget anything, we're going to talk about the lymphatic system. Okay, this this system. I mean, even through medical school, I guess it was mentioned quite a bit. But um, big picture in life in general, um, the lymphatic system sometimes takes um, a, a backseat to some of the more prominent uh, uh, pathologies that can that can are concerned, like you know, diet, um, you know, gluten free, um, food allergy testing, um, things like. Uh, P, uh, uh, what are they called? Platelet-rich plasma injections, stem cells, um, ozone therapy, IV therapy, and the lymphatic system is a really, really important system in the body. Um, certainly, being part of the immune system in the body, so it has a lot to do. I think of it as the highway for uh, white blood cells. That is the highway for your immune defense cells to be able to get where they need to in the body too monitor that, uh, monitor anything that shouldn't be there. So certainly the lymphatic system is part of the immune system. I almost think of it like the cardiovascular system. We know cardiovascular system will move blood around the body. It moves it, it oxygenates the tissues, um, uh, saturates them with oxygen, then is returned to the, to the heart, 
um, to go to the lungs, back to the heart, and then out to the body again. So that's circulatory. The lymphatic operates similar to that, but it has a little bit of, uh, uh, or actually a lot of a different purpose to be able to do that. Um, primarily the lymphatic uh, system protects the body from illness-causing invaders. So again, bacteria, viruses, uh, primarily. Uh, it also uh, is important with balancing fluid. So it's a fluid a fluid balancing um, system uh, between uh, the extracellular space, the, the cardiovascular system, and of course the lymphatic system. Um, it absorbs di digestive tract fats, and certainly it will remove cellular waste too. So the system is, is respons responsible for doing a lot for the body, immunologically speaking, so for the immune system, but as well as um, just uh, fluid regulation so that you know we aren't uh, experiencing edema or swelling in regions of our body without um, undue cause of that. So what is it exactly? I mean, we know what it does now, right? Again, protects um, fluid balance, absorbs digestive tract fats, and it removes cellular waste. Um, what is it in particular? Well, the lymphatic system, it's a network of tissues, vessels, and organs. And so they work together to move this color, colorless fluid around the body, you know, the highway for the uh, immune system. And it moves the lymph back into the circulatory system. So ultimately these systems are related too. The idea is to filter, you know, those contaminants, those bacteria, viruses, out of that colorless fluid so that it can return any excess fluid back into the circulatory system, the heart and the you know millions of miles of blood vessels in the body. So um, obviously we don't want bacteria and viruses, viruses inside the circulatory system because that ends up being, being bad news. Um, in particular, uh, the lymph comes in and it helps to filter before that fluid is restored to be um, put into the cardiovascular system. Some of the parts of the lymphatic system, and I've got some, I've got some surprises here at the end. Don't get too excited, but they are good, I think. Um, parts of the lymph, so the lymph fluid itself, that colorless fluid are, is composed of proteins, minerals, fats, um, of course damaged cells, which it's filtering, cellular waste products, things that have been ejected from the cells, as well as when cells die. You've got dead pieces of, of the cellular components laying around. They need to be gotten out of the system. Um, cancer cells, potentially, if the body's uh, surveillance system is on point, it's going to filter out those cancer cells as well as, and deal with them. And then, of course, the foreign invaders. That's the lymph fluid. That's that colorless fluid. The lymph nodes, if you've ever had, you know, if you've ever had uh, upper respiratory infection, if you've ever had a uh, sore throat, um, sometimes sinus infection, things like that, you know, you'll feel these nodules or they'll get swollen in here, they'll be tender, sometimes along the cervical chain here, just to the left and right of the trachea. Um, those are lymph nodes. They're always there, they're always there, but they have a tendency um, to become inflamed when the immune system's dealing with an influx of, of impurities, some of the things that we dis discussed before. So in essence, uh, they're being shaped glands that they filter that lymph. Okay, so then another filter is in place here. There's approximately 600 throughout the body. Um, you know, like when I do a, 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 an exam of the head, I'm feeling for the suboccipital, 
pre and post auricular around the ears, um, the submandibular, the sublingual beneath the tongue, submental here, and then there's superficial and deep cervical chain here, as well as um, above and below the cap, uh, the scapula, supra and infraclavicular. There, um, there, the quantity here is quite a bit because we want to keep things away from the head, neck, certainly the brain and the eyes. Um, obviously, they're distributed throughout the body. Again, roughly 600 uh, per human being. Um, some are single noted, so some are like these isolation, like just nodes off by themselves, but others are connected um, as a chain. So this is a cervical chain. Everything is, um, everything is draining uh, eventually to the thoracic duct and then to go back into the circulation through the superior vena cava back into the heart. So a lot of times when, you know, I'll have patients if they have a, a swelling or they have, um, you know, upper respiratory congestion or any lymph node swelling, I'll have them take about a nickel's worth of pressure, probably about five grams. Uh, it's almost nothing, it's very light. And gently um, move that lymph just by barely touching the skin in the direction of, and this is my right side, okay, um, this area too. Um, we'll get into something a little bit later and I'll kind of hopefully I can demo it for you in here about how to move that lymph through the body in ways to be able to do that but for all intents and purposes um, there's a lot in the head and neck certainly the armpit um, the groin and the lymph nodes are connected by lymphatic vessels surprise surprise so um, the lymph vessels in particular are a network of capillaries so they exchange they exchange fluid in and out in and out of these capillary beds and they're large networks of tubes so again we're seeing kind of an analogy to the cardiovascular system right so you have um, the cardiovascular system which is a series of a pump pretty big pump right and then a series of tubes capillary beds at the end to get rid of oxygen um, nutrients pick up carbon dioxide and bring it back to uh, uh, be reoxygenated in the lungs, obviously we're breathing out the CO2. But similarly, the lymphatic system does essentially that, but it's moving um, through these networks of capillaries and tubes throughout the body. It's transporting lymph or that colorless fluid away from the tissues, okay? And getting them to these chains of isolated islands basically to be dealt with. Um, almost like Alcatraz, you know, we'll, we'll send people away from, you know, the mainland to be able to be um, dealt with accordingly. Um, let's talk about organs or organs that are perceived as lymph organs, right? Um, spleen. Spleen. Now you can live without your spleen if, you know, um, people have splenectomies. You may have heard of that. But spleen is the largest lymph organ in the body. Um, it's certainly responsible for a lot of um, uh, red blood cell um, uh, red blood cell death and it will, will recycle to a certain extent some of these cellular components and parts um, but the spleen being the largest is important um, when you when not when you when someone has Epstein-Barr virus or um, they call it mono mononucleosis um, usually the idea is that you know maybe an antiviral might be prescribed but it's significantly increased water um, vitamin C and to rest because that spleen is so filled with um, 
uh, with virus, virus particles, that in fact too much trauma to that spleen can rupture it and uh, boy that's never a good thing because then you ultimately it'll it'll be resected out of the body if it's if it well if it bursts right so um, people that do get cytomegalovirus um, uh, mononucleosis are always it's always emphasized to make sure you rest make sure you get a lot of rest and just take it easy because that spleen is in there working through anyway working through that the, the viral load the thymus so on the upper chest between the breast breast bones here you have a thymus um, thymus in school they call the t-cell university it's where um, a lot of immune system immune cells will go to get educated being immature before they show up to the t-cell university in the thymus they get educated and then they go serve their place wherever in the immune system um, really really cool tonsils and adenoids um, people get tonsillitis some people um, have tonsillitis so much that they'll be recommended that they get a tonsillectomy right so that's the removal of the tonsils and the adenoids in particular um, the tonsils are important because they are the first line of defense for airborne pathogens um, they could also be the first line of defense for uh, not necessarily pathogens pathogens in the sense of viral and bacteria that are airborne, but um, chemicals. You know, if you're Clorox that you're using to clean the bathtub and stuff like that, hopefully you're wearing a, um, a respirator for that if you're or got fans on, whatever. Um, the tonsils and the adenoids are filters for that and they're frontline filters because that's the first thing they're going to hit when we're breathing that air in, whether it's through the nose or through the mouth. Tonsils and adenoids bone marrow so you know in particular the hip and um, it was the other one I forget what the other one was uh, in particular the hips oh and the uh, the uh, the femur the thigh bone right in particular uh, the spongy tissue inside there that is a big place for in the uh, uh, lymphatic fluid to be traveling uh, Pyers patches this is a big one so the intestines right um, small large intestine 80% of the lymphatic tissue um, or the immune system I should say is really surrounding those intestines because if we eat something uh, we don't want it to leave the intestines go across the uh, intestine membrane and into the body so we have a significant amount of lymphatic um, tissue there they're called Peyer's patches P-E-Y-E-R-S Peyer's patches so small masses that are in the mucous membrane lining of the intestines. Again, immune surveillance. And then last but not least, the appendix. Who knew the appendix had, had, had a purpose in life? Turns out it does. The lymphoid tissue is primed to destroy bacteria, again, before breaching the wall of the intestine. So it's very similar to like a Peyer's patch. Um, appendix is important for um, is important and it's not just some surrogate organ that we can just go ahead and pull out um, uh, all without w without reason to be able to do so some people have acute appendicitis and obviously um, there's a way for them to uh, uh, though there's a great homeopathic remedy though we we, yeah, we send them to the ER as we should we give them a remedy and a lot of times they don't have to uh, have their appendix resected um, when it comes to acute appendicitis okay how here's the, here's the big part okay um, how to keep the lymphatic system healthy how do we do it 
avoid toxic exposures to chemicals or pesticides or cleaning products. For most people, that's kind of a given. Um, you know, there's a lot of um, uh, cleaners and things like that that can be made with um, very natural things around the house. Vinegar is one of them. We don't necessarily need chlorine bleach or the whatever SC Johnson wax is cranking out or Procter and Gamble um, monsters. Um, we don't need those. We don't need those um, uh, very harsh chemicals to get the cleaning that we're looking for. Um, you know, hot, uh, hot. Maybe not for the kitchen floor, but you know, a little soap, a little hot water and soap can go a long way, right? So, um, good for that. Good for that. Avoid toxic exposures to chemicals. Uh, drink plenty of water, um, especially uh, ultra. I would say ultra filtered. That's what I put down in my notes here, because, but you know, filtered water. All filtered water is not the same. Some, uh, some filtered water is better than none right some is better than none but uh, as far as like a countertop filtration or a, uh, on faucet water, uh, water filtration system absolutely um, you're doing yourself a favor by that but I would say um, having your body uh, hydrated with good quality water helps to easily move the lymph throughout the body um, taking away from taking away from let's say um, uh, caffeine and things like that, go ahead and have your cup of coffee, you know, have three, three cups of coffee if you need to. The idea is that each, coffee, each cup of coffee, um, depends on size, even espresso is equivalent to an eight ounce or soda or whatever it is, is going to pull from that water store that you've, so I tell patients, you know, an eight ounce cup of drip coffee is going to take out, uh, take away an eight ounce cup of good filtered water. So then you start at zero. Okay, so hydrating is imperative to move that lymphatic th lymphatic fluid throughout the body and move that lymph system. Um, in particular, um, these are very general, and that's why I've gone into detail about it. Maintain a healthy lifestyle with regular exercise and a healthy diet. Okay, so how do we lessen our exposure to chemicals? Organic food, right? Organic food, or if you know a farmer, or grow your own more in particular, get, get good at it. Grow your own food. You get really good at it. You want to avoid the exposure to pesticides, herbicides, fungicides, insecticides, grow your own food. But at the very least, um, I know it's expensive, eat organic food for crying out loud. That will help to lessen the uh, your uh, exposure to those chemicals and help to support the lymphatic system. So when it comes to um, decreasing your toxin exposure, your immune system theoretically would would have a better response because it's not fighting these small battles all over the place. Um, regular exercise, I can't emphasize that enough. Whatever your motivation is to go out and do it, go do it. You know, and within within reason, within your ability to be able to do regular exercise because it's not like the uh, cardiovascular system or at least the arterial side that has muscles around the arteries that will help move that fluid around the body. In fact, muscles are primarily responsible for having to move that venous that already given away their oxygen, that blue blood back to the heart and circulation relies on a movement around the body. So in this similar sense, again, another analogy to the cardiovascular system, having um, regular exercise. It could be walking, you know, it could be push-ups, it could be sit-ups, just as long as you're moving your body and pr preferably the whole body. 
Okay, so not so naturopathic things. Um, this one has been long-winded, but I think it's important. So naturopathic things. So dry skin brushing. Okay, there's a lot of places on um, the internet that you can find the dry skin brushing, right? So usually you start at the feet and you're like you're brushing from the bottom towards the midsection, okay? So the inguinal area or the groin is where you have a lot of lymph nodes. So you'd want to get to the front of the legs. You can buy brushes for this. Um, I think they're called dry brushes, to be honest with you. Um, a little, you know, soft bristles, but effective enough to be able to move that lymphatic fluid to be able to move it towards the midsection here. Um, certainly um, from from the stomach and midsection area to the heart too, you know. From the outer parts of the extremities here, both sides, you wanna move it inward towards, of course, the, uh, the, uh, the armpit and uh, the right side of the chest, your right side of your chest. And same way with the other sides, do both sides. And then of course, from top down, from head, head to neck, and down towards that right side. Skin brushing, do this before you go uh, get in the shower. Get in the shower, okay? Contrast hydrotherapy, if anybody knows me, come see me, I'm a huge fan of contrast hydrotherapy. And that is the alternation of hot and cold uh, applications of water to be able to cause movement of cardiovascular and or in this case, lymphatic system in the body. So what we're doing is we're um, alternating hot and cold. You know, it's usually three minutes warm or hot to tolerance, 30 seconds cold to help increase the movement of the fluid. Um, so if somebody's experiencing a swollen lymph node or a cough, obviously have your doctor check it out for sure. But the alternation of hot and cold with certainly ending on cold. Let me say that again, you always end on cold, okay? And the secondary reflex effect of ending on cold will in fact help to move have, and help to shunt that excess fluid to the thoracic duct or a superior vena cava of the cardiovascular system. Exercise, in particular cardiovascular exercise. The more you can um, move your muscles, the better. Um, lymphagogs. So I wrote down, um, before I get to the lymphagogs, I just want to say sleep is incredibly important. Sleep is incredibly important. Seven to nine hours nightly. I know that's not easy for everybody to be able to do. Um, increased sleep, I mean, it, it will increase your metabolism, um, your mental clarity, um, and the uh, ability to stave off neurodegenerative disorders with adequate sleep during the night. It's also gonna help reset, repair, restore um, the lymphatic system. So a big thing for me is no electronic screens two hours before bed no electronic screens two hours before bed. Some people have to work their way up to it and that's fine. Okay, lymphagogues, let's talk about it here. Um, some of these are low dose, so that's why I don't really like to give them out. Um, again, check with your doctor before incorporating any new herb, dietary supplement, or anything that I say, exercise into your daily routine. Please be sure to do that. But some lymphagog ergs, um, poke root, uh, phytolacca americana, uh, Queen's Delight or um, Queen's Delight or Queen's Root, uh, that's Stellingia sylvatica, Culver's Root, uh, Cleavers, one of my favorite Cleavers, Gallium Aparine, they have a, the herb has an af affinity for the cervical lymph chains, in particular Cleavers, okay, um, that's a great one. Uh, Calendula, 
Clinical, if somebody has a swollen lymph node, you've been checked out by your doctor and whatever, swollen lymph node wherever on the body, um, if you put calendula oil on there and then do that very, very simple, very, very light massage, it can actually drain the lymph node. That's calendula oil. Okay. Um, Ceanothus americana, uh, red root. I actually have a formula right here, and I'm not going to give the, uh, uh, the manufacturer of it or the brand of it, but in particular, it's red root, cleavers, olive leaf, echinacea, yellow dock, wild indigo, burdock, poke, um, vegetable glycerin, and grain alcohol with a little distilled water. But, you know, this formula in particular as a tincture is really great at moving lymphatics. Um, just find a quality company to be able to purchase a lymphatic formula from and be able to, uh, be able to um, learn how to adequately dose that because too much is never good in any situation, right? So thanks for joining me today. That's the lymphatic system. Get out there and move your lymphatic system by moving your body. It's important to do so.